This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And good morning, Canada. It is Masters Week, and boy, do we have a doozy coming up for the next 36 holes at Augusta National. My name is Adam Scully. I'm the producer here at Golf Talk Canada. I'll be here solo just for the next hour this morning on Golf Talk Canada. We have the Women's World Championship uh, coming up at the top of the hour at 9 a.m. Eastern. But there will be some bonus golf talk, Canada. Very proud to announce this tomorrow morning, TSN 1050, 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern. Mark Sakino will be back in studio, and we are going to preview the final round at Augusta National. We currently have a five-way tie for the lead. This is going to be fun, and it's always one of the most uh, the greatest weeks of the year in the, on the golf calendar. And for more on this, let's go right down to Augusta National right away and bring in uh, Bob Weeks. Bob, how are you this morning? Excellent, excellent. It looks like uh, we may have dodged some of the rain showers or thunderstorms they were calling for early in the day here today. It uh, looks like it's overcast and gray here in Augusta. It's going to be a hot day, but... Um, Hopefully, we'll keep our fingers crossed we don't have any rain delays. Well, you mentioned weather right off the top there, and it seems like weather is going to be a factor uh, this weekend, especially as we get into tomorrow where the forecast is not so good. Uh, but yesterday, uh, we, we saw about a half-hour uh, weather delay just in the middle of Tiger Woods making uh, his run where uh, where he uh, uh, he hit a shot into 12 and then uh, the, the horn went. Um, how, how big of a factor, especially tomorrow, do you think the weather uh, could be, Bob? Well, it's always a factor here, I guess, and and, and it, it's going to affect different players differently, obviously. I mean, Tiger Woods said yesterday that uh, the rain delay that he had to wait through, he stiffened up, his back stiffened up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of things that, <laughs> that will affect certain people. But, you know, as uh, as David Hearn, our uh, analyst here this week at, at the Masters, has said, there's nothing you can do about it. So you just got to deal with it and you got to accept it. But um, it looks right now that we're going to kind of skirt most of the weather issues uh, they were calling for light earlier in the week. They were calling for thunderstorms Sunday, but it now looks like just light rain on Sunday. So I think we're going to okay. get through this uh, without anything, any kind of consequential delays, which is good. Yeah, and I, I won't say the magic Monday finish cause, or the tragic Monday finish because <laughs> no one wants that. But uh, before we get into some more Masters talk, Bob, let's hit some news and headlines. News and Headlines is brought to you by Porter Airlines. Now flying direct to 16 Canadian destinations and 7 U.S. destinations direct, including Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Visit flyporter.com. Porter Airlines, flying refined. So, Bob, like I said, five major champions tied atop the leaderboard after 36 holes at the Masters. Jason Day, Francesco Molinari, Adam Scott, Brooks Kepka, Louis Oosthuizen. The last time three or more major champions were tied for the lead after 36 holes at the Masters, we're going back to 1965. Jack, Arnie, and Gary Player. Bob, this is going to be one hell of a weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's shaping up that way. We'll see what, what, uh, what transpires. Of course, the... Uh... Uh, the leaderboards, even if you go down a little further mm-hmm. after the, those five leaders, you got Tiger and you got uh, Dustin Johnson, and it just keeps going deeper and deeper. So it's amazing how this tournament always seems to bring out the best and the best players. And um, I'm I'm just always astounded year after year how it goes. Now, hopefully, we'll have this. I mean, this will be a great leaderboard if we're heading to Sunday, even. Uh-huh. So, but I'd take even two or three of them it would be great. But, uh, to have on top there, but um, I can't remember this much quality.
quality at the top, and I've been here 24 years, so it's a, it's exciting heading into the weekend. We're in conversation here uh, with Bob Weeks. Bob, let, let's talk uh, about some of these guys at the top, starting with Brooks <clears throat> Brooks Kepka, excuse me, uh, who's won three of his last six major championships. He was sort of still under the radar coming into this tournament, which is something I think he enjoys. Obviously, he had that weight loss, allegedly, for that the, the ESP and the body uh, issue, and, and now it looks like he, the weight's back up and it looks like he's benching again uh, and, and eating again, I should say, as well. Uh, what have you seen from Brooks Kepka so far? Well, I mean, it's, uh, it's typical Brooks Kepka. He's just kind of <laughs> overpowering the golf course. Uh, you know, over the last 10 majors now, he's 50 under par, and that's the best of any player mm-hmm. by about 17 shots. So he just continues to play well and uh, in, in these big tournaments, which, you know, it's strange that he's won three majors and he's only won one PGA Tour event. Uh, but but he, talking about that weight loss, you know, he dropped, uh, I think he was down to 1,800 calories a day yeah. and trying to drop about 20 pounds. Uh, and he sort of he sort of laughed when the press asked about it, and he said, "You know, you guys you guys get on me when I because I'm too bulky when I'm lifting weights, and now you're getting on me because I'm losing weight. So he can't really win. So I think I think he plays better when he has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. To be perfectly honest with you, and I, and I think he kind of likes that. Um, he was asked what what he's going to be thinking about when he starts uh, on the tee on 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 Saturday today. And he said absolutely nothing. I have no thoughts. So <laughs> I guess a clear mind is." Is good for Brooks Kepka. Yeah, 100%. And a good message for the weekend hackers out there to not think about anything. No swing thoughts when you're trunk slamming and going on uh, to the first tee. And also, Kepka showed a lot of resilience yesterday, especially after double bogeying the second hole, made birdie on three, then missed about a two and a half foot putt uh, on the fourth uh, hole. Another guy at the top here, Bob, we're going to get in, into this guy a little bit more a little later in the show. Uh, Jason Day uh, had a bit of a, has a back issue. He was noticed noticeably limping uh, on Thursday, but somehow, some way, 70-67, he's a tied atop the leaderboard. Yeah, bent down on Thursday to kiss his daughter before he started off on the tee and wrenched his back. And we all know how kind of bad his back has been. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of put him out. He had, was uh, getting a little treatment on the second hole and on the fourth hole on Thursday, but he kind of gutted it through. It's interesting, you know, his back, he says when he wakes up in the morning, he doesn't know if he's going to feel like he's 20, 70, or 90. <laughs> Uh, it's just kind of one of those day-to-day things. And one of the treatments he's been using to try and get himself um, in better shape to align his rib cage actually, is he blows up a balloon, believe it or not. Wow. So he was talking about a story where he was in an airport uh, in, a, in a private <laughs> hangar, but he was bl- lying on the ground blowing up this balloon. And, of course, when you let the air out of a balloon, it sounds like something else. that all these people <laughs> were looking over at him thinking he was passing gas. But um, – He's, he seems to be playing well enough right now to be in the, at the top of the leaderboard. So I guess whatever he's doing, it's working. It's interesting. He's seven under on the par five, so that's mm-hmm. that's where he's, uh, he's really making up ground, which you have to do around here. Um, three top ten finishes at Augusta National, but he hasn't had any in the, anything in the top ten in the last three years. So um, it, it's great to see, but you're always working, worried a little bit about Jason Day, about when he's going to fall off and when that back is going to give out completely. Hopefully it doesn't happen until well after Sunday. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, he's had so many health issues. You know, going back to the vertigo back at the 2015 U.S. Open when he, you know, essentially collapsed on the on the fairway, which was a very scary sight to see. But let's hope Jason can stay healthy uh, for the next uh, 36 holes. Uh, another guy who really came in under the radar, so to speak, again, because there were, you know, so many big names were on top of their games. Francesco Molinari wins the Open Championship last year in, in pretty spectacular fashion. The Arnold Palmer Invitational. And, Bob, here he is again, 70-67, just plodding away. And he's really Mr. Consistency right now, isn't he? He, he truly is, Adam. You know, and and uh, I loved his uh, 
really, well, he was the consistency, as you said, of his, of his game. Mm-hmm. He's the only guy amongst that top group of five players out there who doesn't have a, a three-putt. And to me, that's been the key to his to his performance so far is the putting. Uh, he's, only, he's only made one bogey in the first 36 holes, which is, which mm-hmm. is pretty good as well. Uh, only 25 putts, though, on Friday. And, and one of the key ones to me was on 18, the last hole. Finn was down to the front. Yep. He hit his ball into the back fringe. 75-foot putt, and he just kind of nursed it down there to about three feet and tapped it in. Um, he talked yesterday about this huge swing, or, well, not really swing change, but putting change he went through uh, with Phil Canyon, a noted uh, putting coach. And basically they just stripped it down and rebuilt it. He, he changed the swing path. He changed his stance. He said the only thing that was different, or the only thing that would have been more um, dramatic in a change would be if they'd switched him to left-handed. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, uh, it's, a, it, it's the biggest part of his game, I think, that's really been rebuilt. But he's done a lot of stuff over the last few years. Uh, in 2014, he played in the Open Championship in a grouping with DJ and Rory. Mm. And he said, after about nine holes, he realized, man, I just can't compete with these guys. These guys are just way too good. So he did a whole bunch of things, hit the weight room, committed to more practice, all that kind of stuff. And it's really showing up now in, as you said, the consistency of his game. There's just not a lot of weaknesses in, in the way he plays right now. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. He is fun to watch. And, of course, if, if folks remember, Tom Watson had a very similar putt on his final uh, hole at Augusta National and left it short on 18 as well from about 75 feet. So fun to see. Uh, you mentioned putting there. And another one of the co-leaders here, putting is always going to be a story with him. And he is one of one of select few guys in the field this week who is putting flag in, whether it's 30 feet or one inch. And that is is Adam Scott. He is 69-68 uh, thus far. Uh, what, how would you grade uh, Adam's chances going into the weekend? Well, it's, you know, he's, as you mentioned, he's going to live and die with the putter, and, and he could probably be two or three shots better um, if he'd sunk a couple of shorter putts. I mean, he missed some glaring ones on Friday, I thought. Mm-hmm. And, and to, me, um, to me, that's not uncommon, A, for Adam Scott, because we know what he's gone through with different styles of putters, different lengths of putters. Uh, different putting stances and, and also you know when we talk about missed putts around Augusta National I think this course more than any can make you look bad on little short putts because they just are so so tough uh, even a two or three footer can really have some break in it have some speed in it and you have to be absolutely perfect to get that online so mm-hmm. um, you know Adam Scott is playing some very good golf though right now he's inspired to play at this golf course he talked about how it brings out the best in them and um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the same spot going into Sunday's final round. Yeah, for sure. And that two iron he hit out of the rain delay on 15 to about three and a half, four feet was absolutely majestic. A hell of a shot uh, for sure. Well, coming up after the break, we're going to hear from Tiger Woods. He is one shot off the lead. And we're also going to hear from a couple Canadians. We're going to discuss Corey Connors, who won his first PGA Tour event last week to get into the field. And he's had a great week so far making the cut. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. 
And welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Producer Adam Scully riding solo here until the top of the hour here on TSN 1050, where the Women's World Championship is going to take over at 9 a.m. Eastern. Uh, Mark Sakino will be joining us tomorrow in studio for our bonus special edition of Golf Talk Canada, where we're going to preview uh, the final round. And uh, Bob Weeks is back joining us here uh, on the line uh, from Augusta National. And Bob, obviously one of the big stories here, one of the major stories, Tiger Woods, one shot <laughs> off the lead. Uh, he was uh, he was pretty fun to watch uh, on Friday. Um, but the putting, it's it's just interesting because he's making these bombs and then he's he's missing these short putts, which he's sort of done throughout the year. It's been a pretty wild ride for Tiger so far through 36 holes. It's been it's been kind of bipolar. Um, we knew he had those sort of short putt uh, misses or whips, if you want to call it, um, coming into this tournament. We saw him do uh, miss a clutch five footer at the match play to extend the match there. And there's been a couple of incidents over the years where he's hit some some just sort of strange ones, some putts that you always used to see him make mm-hmm. at clutch times. But you're right. I mean, some of the other putting is really good. He hit uh, hit some great putts uh, during the round on on Friday. But um, again, you know, the the, the missed putt on eight, the missed putt on twelve after he had to wait half an hour to hit it. Uh, another short one on thirteen. Yeah. You know, those those kind of things I think come back to grab you, and it's great when you think some of the longer ones. But, you know, I just don't think he can win if he keeps missing those short little putts like that. Uh, he had 30 putts on Friday, which is, to me, a little bit high for, for a guy who's uh, one shot off the lead. So it does show you that the rest of his game is pretty solid. Um, but, I, but I'm still concerned by those missed putts. It doesn't seem to be bothering him. I will say that. When you, when you talk to him after the rounds, he's, you know, that give and take kind of thing. And, again, as I said before about Adam Scott, um, you know, missed four-footers around here are, are no gimmies. There's, there's just nothing that you've got. You, ha- you can't let your concentration up for a second here when you're on the greens here, and no matter what the length of the putt is. Yeah, for sure. And Tiger Woods, that will always be a major story we are going to focus on. And after his round, Tiger uh, spoke to the media. I played my way back into, into the tournament, uh, which is very, very patient. It's going to be. Uh, it felt very good to be out there doing what I was doing. Um, this is you know, now three straight majors I've been in the mix, and so uh, it's good stuff. You had an oddball thing happen on 14 with the official. Let's establish that your ankle's okay and tell us what yeah, happened. I'm fine. No, it's all good. Um, accidents happen and move on. Uh, you had a bunch of great birdies on the back. You also had a bunch of missed opportunities. You had a great round. It could have been mm. unbelievable rounds. So tell us about it. Yeah, I, I missed a few putts out there, and um, but I'm not too bummed out about it because I hit them on my lines, and so I can live with that. You know, I can live with days when I'm hitting putts on, on my lines that just don't go in. That's the way it goes. Um, but also made you know. Some distance putts there at, at 9, 14, 15. Um, you know, those were, were not nice to make. And, you know, if I keep hitting my putts on my line, they'll start dropping. That was Tiger Woods after his round. And, Bob, one of the moments that uh, the, collect, the sports world held their collective breaths was on 14 when the security guard was running to, to uh, hide the patrons or guard the patrons from, uh, you know, getting in Tiger's way, and he blew a tire and fell into the back of Tiger's uh, knee, and he had a little hop along there. But he, he appears to be okay, but uh, that was a pretty scary moment there for a bit. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that poor security guard uh, was, uh, was actually a police officer of some sort. He, um, you know, I think he probably held his, his throat, and his heart yeah. in his throat after uh, seeing Tiger kind of hop for the few first couple of steps afterwards. But just an unfortunate situation. It was, uh, it wasn't anything more than that. And thank goodness Tiger's not hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, he said before.
before. He says he's been run over by big crowds before. So <laughs> I know that the, the guy was trying to prevent a, a storming of the uh, the people like we saw perhaps at the Tour Championship when they were all rushing out of the fairway. But uh, Tiger's healthy. He says there's no ill effects other than the fact that he's had four back surgeries and four knee surgeries that, that sit with him. He did say he tightened up during that rain delay, mm-hmm. uh, which was an interesting comment to me. So hopefully uh, we don't get any more of those that'll, that'll uh, um, enhance that as we go through the weekend. Yeah, 43-year-old man with a spinal fusion. He definitely gets tight uh, mm-hmm. very fast. I should mention as well, uh, last year, of course, he was in contention in the final two major championships. On Saturday, moving day, he shot 66, both at the Open Championship and the PGA Championship. So watch out uh, for Tiger Woods uh, this afternoon. Now, here in Canada, a major story... Corey Connors winning the Valero Texas Open to get into the field this week. He is tied for 16th uh, after two rounds at Augusta National, and after his round, he caught up with Bob. All right, Corey, a nice solid another round in the books for you today. How did it go out there today? Yeah, it was good. Uh, A little trickier conditions, I guess, with a little bit more wind, Uh, a little bit different direction, had to be pretty smart, and yeah, just just solid. pretty steady round for the most part um, did a nice job on the par fives uh, had uh, three birdies out of the four which is very important around this golf course and kept it out of trouble on the other holes um, yeah hit a few shots I didn't didn't love but uh, overall it was really good lots of solid tee balls again lots of solid iron shots so pleased with the round a little early on looked like the driver was going a little bit left for you was that anything to that or was it just the nature of this course yeah, just yeah, wasn't uh, wasn't swinging <laughs> quite the same as, as yesterday. Just the nature of the course. You're trying to steer it away from trouble sometimes. So I uh, yeah, just pulled a few, unfortunately, but uh, managed to save uh, save some shots. What's your comfort level out on this golf course now? How do you feel when you're walking around? I feel really comfortable. Um, definitely on the greens. I have a lot to learn still. Uh, I think I have quite a bit of knowledge, but they are very difficult. And finding the right lines uh, is really tough. I, I tried to pick my lines and be committed to those. Uh, a couple putts I didn't play quite enough break on, but starting to get more comfortable, starting to, to figure it out a little bit. We were talking yesterday about perhaps trying to be a little bit more aggressive out here. Can you be any aggressive out here at all, really? Yeah, there's really not a lot of chances where you can be that aggressive. Uh, pins are all tucks, and if you miss on one side, you virtually have no chance to get the ball up and down. So have to be a little bit safe. There's a few pins out there today. I was trying to be aggressive too and give myself good looks. Uh, I sort of regret that, it's particularly on seven. I was trying to chase down the pin on the, the back corner and it hit a really nice shot and just a couple inches short, ended up uh, rolling back into the bunker. But yeah, I think there's times you can pick your spots, but for the most part, you have to be pretty smart and take your medicine and just be on the safe side. What's up for now for the weekend? What do you do when you go into Saturday? I think stick with the same game plan. If I can hit some good tee balls, hit solid iron shots, give myself lots of birdie chances, and try and roll in some putts. Good luck. Thank you. That was Bob with Corey Connors after uh, his round. Bob, some pretty solid play from Corey Connors. A, a whirlwind weekend, obviously, going on uh, to win last week. Uh, what have you seen, uh, and how impressed have you been with Corey Connors so far at Augusta National? You know, Corey has always impressed me from the first time I met him. I think probably as, a, as an amateur golfer, and, and he's just a uh, very methodical, very thoughtful um, guy who, who has a lot of games. He's, he's mm-hmm. just one of those 
very consistent players who hits a lot of fairways, generally speaking, and hits a lot of greens. He hasn't hit as many fairways here this week as I would have thought, but um, we'll see if he can straighten that out a little bit. But his putting has is, is been decent, but it's sort of expected as a guy who's only had two competitive rounds here before. So I think, you know, as he said in that clip, you learn a little bit more about, about the greens out here every time you play them. He's been picking Mike Weir's brain. He's picked a, a couple of other players out here who he knows. He's talked to them a little bit about, about what to do and, and how to kind of maneuver yourself around on the putting surfaces here. But listen, anything he does here is, is going to be absolutely wonderful. And he's not, he's not out of this by any means. I mean, I think if you ask him, he'll tell you he, he wants to try and go and win this thing. That would be a tall order, judging by what's in front of him and how many players are in front of him. But, but there's a lot to play for for Corey. You know, he, he desperately wants to get on that President's Cup team, mm-hmm. so there's points available here for that. Move up the official World Golf ranking. Uh, listen, 2020 is an Olympic year for Canada. They're going to pick the team on that. He'd love to be on that team. So all those kind of things come into play here when you're playing in a major, and every swing is going to count for Corey over the next two days, no matter whether he wins or he gets into the top 20 or, uh, you know, even better than that. So I, I, the one thing I will say after yesterday's round to me, he looked a little fatigued, mm-hmm. and that, I don't think anyone <laughs> blame can him. blame him. Yeah. The, last couple, you know, the last two weeks have been, have been pretty spectacular, but hopefully he got some good rest last night. Uh, I know what he'll be doing tonight after his round. He'll be watching the, his, his oh, Maple yeah. Leafs to see if they can cheer them on. And, and this might be the best TV viewing day possibly ever. you got the Leafs, you got the Raptors here on TSN 1050. It, it's going to be a great day, and the Masters kicks it off. Of course, that's this afternoon. Uh, uh, Bob, coming up after the break, it's our favorite time of the show. It's Winners Weird and What. This is GTC. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit tailormade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit golfawaytours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Producer Adam Scully riding solo here. Mark Sacchino is going to be with us tomorrow for a bonus Golf Talk Canada on Sunday of the Masters. We are going to preview the final round. And, of course, the final round is available right here on TSN 1050 uh, tomorrow uh, afternoon. Bob Weeks now uh, joins us on the line uh, from Augusta. And, Bob, you're a part of our coverage here on TSN that I'm also a part of here at headquarters uh, here in beautiful Asia court, uh, where you are live on the air with James Duffy and David Hearn, amongst others, uh, for four hours from 11 uh, till 3. How has that gone uh, so far? It's been great. It's, a, it's uh, you know, it's such a huge bonus for, for viewers. Uh, normally, you would not be able to see this coverage unless you were streaming it on your computer mm-hmm. or, uh, or device. And um, we're, we're one of the few countries in the world where this is allowed to happen, actually. We were the test market. Uh, Augusta National allowed us to try and test this out. And it's gone very well. We don't have complete control over everything. Mm-hmm. We can't show you every <laughs> shot of Corey Connors or Mike Weir, but uh, we are allowed to uh, to, to give you some bonus coverage, so it's uh, it's going to be great. There's some good feature groups out there today uh, that people will be able to watch, and we'll give you a little insight here, too. David uh, Hearn has been excellent in giving you a little bit of insight in terms of a player's viewpoint of what's going on out there. And speaking of every shot, we, we got to discuss this very briefly. Uh, the new Masters website, uh, revolutionary to, to click on a scorecard of any player. It might be a little delayed given you know how many guys are in the golf course, but you can see every shot they play. Just 
how cool is this for for the golf viewer at home? Yeah, it's been it's been a remarkable rollout. Um, they've had a few hiccups here and yeah. there. They yep. on, on the first day they had uh, Corey Connors and Adam Long uh, mixed up mm-hmm. a little bit, but uh, um, it's it's been um, you know it's been pretty neat in terms of of what you're able to see and how you're able to see it. If you want to see Mike Weir's second shot on the fifth hole, you know you click 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 and there it is. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it's uh, it's a little bit scary for us who are in the broadcast industry, but the future is coming, that's for sure. The future uh, is coming, uh, that's for sure. It's going to be a fun weekend, uh, definitely at Augusta National. But now it's time for one of our most favorite segments on the show. It's Winners Weird and What, and this week, Bob, you have the tea. So, so what right. do I do, just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball. Well, this week, uh, Adam, my my winner is Jason Day's wife, Ellie Day. Uh And the reason I picked her is because she gave her husband some of the best advice uh, about going in and playing the Masters. As we all know, Jason Day bent down to kiss his daughter and uh, wrenched his back, and he was in sore pain. And he told his caddy, actually, he said, if the pain continues like this, I'm withdrawing. Well, after that round, when he came off, uh, Jason Day's wife told him, Ellie said, hey, it's the Masters. You need to suck it up. <laughs> and that's the best advice that I think Jason Day has received. He laughed about that, told, uh, told the media about that. And, uh, and I think it's true. You know, this is a little special tournament. And look where it's got uh, he's tied for the lead going into Saturday, so that's pretty good. Well, and and, and there's only four majors in the year, so uh, good on Ellie for for telling uh, Jason that. As long as the pain isn't too bad, just suck it up and get out there. That's right, suck it up, Buttercup. <laughs> uh, my my weird this week is you know how I like my weird. Oh yes. So this actually, I decided to, I was going to try and find a Masters version oh, yes. of um, of a uh, of a of a story that I like to bring. This usually involves the police and arrests and things like that. <laughs> well, this takes us back a few years, but a gentleman. Um, named Clayton Baker, went to Augusta National as a visitor, and he wanted to do one thing. He's he kind of is a weird collector, and he wanted to collect a piece of bunker sand. Wow. Uh, now, at Augusta National, they don't take very very kindly to people who dis- disregard the rules here. And they have a lot of rules. No running. You can't wear your hat backwards. Can't take your shoes off. Um, there's a lot of a lot of things that you can't do. Can't take anyway, your shoes off? Is that really? <laughs> yeah, if you're sitting, you know, if you're sitting and watching, uh, you have those boater shoes on. You can't take your shoes off. Wow. So okay. Okay. Come around, put them on anyway. Carry on. Anyway, yes. <laughs> he decided he was going to try and steal some sand. He raced out after the play had gone through on the tenth hole, uh, grabbed a little cup full of sand. He was going to take it back with him. He had done this earlier on um, on a baseball field actually, and then gotten some of the infield sand. Uh, but he was quickly surrounded by police. <laughs> The police threw him to the ground. They were put the handcuffs on him. They escorted him into it with a golf cart. They threw him in a, into a jail cell in Augusta, where there were a lot of other people there, most of them uh, for scalping tickets. And, uh, and basically, he had to pay a $280 bond. He apparently had to also, um, I guess, pay up to it uh, extra a couple thousand dollars to redo his flights. Uh, oh, so wow. he said in, in all, it cost him $20,000 that it ruined his reputation because he was flashed, his picture was flashed all over all sorts of uh, um, websites mm-hmm. and television stations and things. So he said that if he's going to give any advice to anybody, he says, probably not a good idea to run outside. The one interesting oh, wow. thing that in the police report, they did note that there are a few other people who have been arrested, including a Canadian man back in 2010 who took off his shirt and jumped into the pond on the 16th hole. Mm. And he said afterwards he didn't know that swimming was illegal. (laughs) 
I wonder. I wonder if if there were any libations involved with that decision. <laughs> Apparently, he actually. Now you're interested. The swimmer, I'm assuming there would be, but the guy with the sand. Apparently, they made him blow into a breathalyzer and he passed, so he wasn't, wow. uh, he wasn't drunk. There are some interesting uh, people out there, Bob, that's for sure. Yeah, and my <laughs> what is, what happened to the world's number one golfer? Oh, yes. What the heck happened to Justin Rose? He's uh-huh. the first number one or a second number one ranked golfer in the last 20 years not to make the cut. Uh, he made 11 bogeys over two days, and his game just did not look like it was that game of a uh, number one player in the world. I was very shocked that he was one of the guys that I picked. Uh, to be the uh, the winner of the green jacket, and he's played well so well here in the past, uh, but he has the weekend off, and I just don't get that. That's a very strange one for me. So there you go. Yeah, definitely, definitely a, a weird situation for Justin Rose and his putting. He, he missed a lot of short putts, both on the high side and the low side. You know, saying he was you know not reading it correctly or pushing or pulling it. So, uh, an early weekend off for Justin Rose. Uh, certainly wild to see that. Uh, that's uh, for sure. Okay, Bob. Now the tee is mine. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! All right, Bob, so good minds think alike here, and and my winner is also related to Jason Day, and, and that's Beware the Injured Golfer. At Augusta National, we have to go back to last year here, of course. Tony Finau gets a hole-in-one in the par-3 contest, decides to run forward for whatever reason, and then sort of pivot backwards. The ankle pops out of its socket. He pops it back in. That did not look very uh, very pretty, but uh, he somehow won out. He played on one of the most undulating golf courses in history and uh, finished to- uh, top 10. Jason Day, of course, as we mentioned throughout the show, uh, hurt his back picking up his daughter. So what is it, do you think, about golfers uh, being injured at Augusta National just being able to contend? <laughs> I don't know. It's right. It's right. It's, uh, I don't know what happens. And some of these people here, they got to take a, they got to wrap them in bubble wrap or something like yeah. that. There was funny, I don't know if you saw it on social media, Tony Finau did a funny thing oh, yeah. where uh, Bubba Watson walked down pretending that his ankle was broken. He walked up to Tony Finau, who pretended to pop it back in, and they added the sound effect to it. Oh. It was pretty funny. You can find that out there. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a look. And also Tony Fino as well in the par 3 contest. Uh, on that, When he got to that same hole, he put on some sort of ankle boot. I'm not sure if you saw that as well. That that was pretty funny. Uh, Tony Finau, uh, great job. But, you know, Jason Day, hey, good on you, man. Yeah, he's, he's he's certainly hurting. Uh, he's noticeably uh, not as much of a limp on Friday, but he's tied for the lead after uh, 36 uh, holes. My weird this weekend, and this goes to a poll question you put out there uh, on Twitter yesterday, and it's, it's really uh, lit Twitter up, if you will, and that's um, Tiger Woods shirt selection, uh, the mock turtleneck. Um, for hockey fans out there, there. It's like a to- it's like a short sleeve Thomas Placanitz Marty Biron sort of uh, turtleneck play. Uh, Tiger Woods did wear this short uh, th- this shirt uh, back in 2005, the last time he did win a green jacket. But Bob, now at 43, you know the shirt's a little tight around the arms. W- what are your thoughts on the shirt? Every time I see that, I can't think can't help to think. But uh, Gary Player and Tony Jacklin, who used to use those mock turtlenecks back in the day, mm-hmm. and I don't know, it's uh, I don't mind it too much. It's a lot better than the blade collar they used to have that kind of mock neck with no collar and had and had the buttons down the front. So. Uh, listen, Tiger, Tiger's in good enough shape, and uh, he has enough money. He can rock whatever he wants. He can rock whatever he wants for sure. And uh, d- did you see the results on that poll? Uh, you know what? I didn't check back. What am I? Re- you want me to check on? Them? No, I, I can. I, I'm on a computer, oh. so I'll. As I tell you my what, I'm going to look at your poll here. This is the magic of technology here. Uh, my what this week? Uh, this goes to one of the craziest things 
I think I've ever seen as a, as a golf viewer, and that was Zach Johnson on the 13th hole on Friday. He's taking a practice swing, and he hits his ball. The ball travels <laughs> off, off the wood beside him, I don't know, what, four feet, five feet, and he, he audibly swears and sort of looks around saying, you know, did anyone see that? And then, But because of the new rules in 2019, because there was no intent to hit the ball, the stroke does not count. What are your thoughts on this, Bob? Um, I think it's the, one of the most unusual things I've ever seen, although I can admit to having done it myself, not quite with a practice swing, Ooh. but I've done it with, you know, uh, like you put your tee up the ball, and then you go put your club down behind it or something, and you knock it off, and everyone jokes around and goes, there's one. I can only say for Zach Johnson, it's a good thing that 13th tee, there's no fans around there. There's no crowd at all. Yeah. So he didn't at least have to – he only heard at the uh, social media outbursts. I think he didn't have to listen to all the people uh, questioning him live in, in person at Augusta. Yeah, oh, my God. And, you know, it's just everything about it. And, you know, maybe just take your practice wing, you know, a couple inches further away from the golf ball. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Back up a little, Zach. Yeah, back up a little. And now, so to go to your poll here, fifty-four uh, percent said no to the mock turtlenecks. So mm-hmm. that's a, that's interesting. And and I, I have I have a bonus what and and this is um, I'm actually on your Twitter feed here again. I saw this yesterday. It was a shot that the telecast did not show, uh, and that was John Rahm on the eighth hole after bombing his tee shot down the middle. He's in a great spot to go into the par five and two, and he literally hits a cold hosel rocket shank uh what when you saw this what did you think of that i thought man that is like that's the, one of the hardest right turn shanks it's an I've impressive ever seen in shank yeah and and uh, john rum's uh reaction to it is even more priceless so i mean there was a bunch of things there was another one where cured uh <laughs> abby barnrad sort of did a twist and fell ended up falling down and on his back and stuff so i mean a crazy day for weird things yesterday and uh um, I, I don't know. Every time you think you've seen it all in golf, you, you know you haven't. Yeah, crazy day for sure. And Kiradek almost did a somersault after that shot. It actually hit the green on the approach shot, so it was a hell of a shot there by, by Kiradek. And of course, winners, weird and what. The most fun time of the show for us. Now, uh, Bob, before we let you go, we got 36 holes to go. Uh, if, if you could pick someone, let's start with, you know, sort of further down in the pack, someone who's not in uh, the five-way tie for the lead, uh, who are you liking this weekend? Uh, that's a tough one. I kind of like Dustin Johnson, who I really feel hasn't played his best golf yet. I really feel there's something going on um, there that he might pull through. And, and listen, I'm not going to rule out Phil Mickelson either. He's, mm-hmm. he's still he's gave a couple away yesterday that I thought he was going to play a little bit better. But but he's uh, uh, he's he's right in there still. You know, these, there's there's so many guys in here. I mean, I could go down this list and pick out about ten guys. But Dustin Johnson and Phil Mickelson are the guys I'd say not in that group of five at the top. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch for sure. For me, it's Xander Shoffley. I'm looking forward to seeing how, how he plays uh, the round of the day, a 65 on Saturday. He is in that log jam uh, tied for six. Well, Bob, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Uh, good luck on the coverage the next couple of days, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Sounds good. Take care, Adam. That was uh, Bob Weeks from Augusta National. Now, of course, you can watch Bob, James Duthie, uh, David Hearn, and the rest of our Masters crew at 11 a.m. Eastern across the TSN network. Uh, We have feature holes. We have Amen Corner. We have holes 15 and 16. You'll have highlights at the top of every hour of some of the early play going on. And and for these next two days, it's more going to be previewing the action ahead. The first two days, you were sort of seeing action that you might have missed throughout the morning. But the next couple days, 
Blaze will be doing a lot of preview pieces uh, looking ahead, and, and who knows, maybe this could be major number 15 for Tiger Woods. Coming up after the break, we're going to hear from some of the leaders tied for the lead and wrap up this week's show. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Producer Adam Scully riding solo here. The final segment on this hour-long edition of Golf Talk Canada this morning. If you, if you missed it earlier, we have a bonus two-hour Final round preview edition of Golf Talk Canada tomorrow from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern. And then tomorrow afternoon right here on TSN 1050, you can hear the final round of the Masters. It's going to be fun to watch for sure. Let's have a little leaderboard update here. Of course, at Augusta National, leaderboard updates are brought to you by the Oshawa Golf and Curling Club since 1906, the home of golf in Durham. Now offering trial memberships with unlimited access for 2019. To find out how you can visit, go to Oshawa Golf. Com. Tradition, community, golf. Of course, we have a five-way tie atop the lead at the Masters. Jason Day, Francesco Molinari, Adam Scott, Brooks Kepka, Louis Oosthuizen, and then a host of players just one shot back, including Tiger Woods, Justin Harding, Xander Shoffley, Dustin Johnson, John Rahm, Ian Poulter, uh, two shots off the lead, Matt Kuchar, uh, Phil Mickelson, amongst those who are three shots off the lead. Canadian Corey Connors. What a story that would be. He is four shots off the lead. He'll be playing with Tony Finau, who's one of the great stories of last year's Masters. Uh, they're off at 115 uh, this afternoon. So it's going to be a great Masters tournament for sure. Now it's time to hear from some of these leaders uh, who are tied atop uh, the leaderboard right now, starting uh, with the man who's won three of his last six majors, and that's Brooks Kepka. You know, I'm proud of myself the way I hung in there. I didn't, you know, come right back in birdie three. Um, I'm usually pretty good at that. I think my bounce back stats are, are pretty good. And I never get, I think part of that's just because of my, my temperament. I never get too too down um, and just focus on the next one. But, yeah, I mean, it's um, to be where I'm at as badly as I putted and, and hit the ball today, I'm pleased with it. Brooks Kepka, he is a tied atop. The, he's one of the five way five guys atop the leaderboard, I should say. He is the first uh, reigning PGA champion to lead or co-lead the Masters after 36 holes since Jack Nicklaus in 1981. So Brooks Kepka uh, could be joining some elite company. Could be major number four. He had quite a wild second round, including a double bogey on the par five second hole. He sniped a tee shot way left, tried to get too cute with a pitch out, hit a tree, went into a flower bed, took a drop, pitched out, uh, hit it on the green, missed the putt, yada, yada, yada. So a double bogey seven there for Brooks Kepka. But he battled back, and he is one of the guys who are tied atop uh, the leaderboard. Another guy we're going to hear from now, as 2013 Masters champion, Adam Scott. Tomorrow is a very important day because there's no doubt someone in this top 15 is, or a few of them are going to play very well. Very well. This is the best players in the world at the, on the biggest stage that we all want to be in so badly. 
Uh, so tomorrow is um, about getting really focused and and keeping it all together and, and just pushing along. I, I don't think conditions are going to firm up or get crazy different, it doesn't look like. So um, keep kind of doing the things I've been doing well and, and hang in there with whatever happens tomorrow. Going to be fun to watch Adam Scott this weekend. Like I said earlier with Bob, that two iron he hit into 15 from 250 yards was absolutely uh, majestic. Uh, next up, we're going to hear from Francesco Molinari, who, of course, won the Open Championship last year. The last uh, reigning Open champion to lead the Masters after 36 holes was Seve Ballesteros uh, back in 1980. So uh, let's hear from Francesco Molinari. Started playing well uh, from the from the beginning. Uh, made a couple of nice parts uh, towards the end of the of the back nine. Uh, yeah, didn't really get in trouble at any point and uh, just played solid. So really happy the way the way I played and the way we managed the the, the strategy with my caddy. Francesco Molinari, one of those tied atop uh, the leaderboard at seven under par. Well, it's, it's going to be a great weekend. It's going to be unbelievable. You know, we have five major champions tied atop the leaderboard. And then you go down the list. You see Tiger Woods there. He is one shot off the lead. You know, golf is all about coulda, woulda, or shoulda. And, yes, Tiger did miss some short putts, but he sunk some absolute bombs. So it'll be fun to watch Tiger. You know, last year he was in contention at the final two major championships, and he shot 66 on Saturday in both of those. So it will be fun to watch him today. Now, going back, the last 10 major rounds contested, the best score to par, who's number one? Tiger Woods, tied with Francesco Molinari at 25 under par. Adam Scott, 22 under par. Brooks Kepka at 21 under par. Well, it's going to be fun to watch the final round of uh, the Masters coming up this weekend. We'll chat with you again tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern. Myself and Mark Zucchino will be right here in studio, and we are going to preview the final round of the Masters. It's going to be fun. And remember, the first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the closet. Thank you so much for listening. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada for blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at golftalkcanada.com. We'll be right back with more GTC.